The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Got another soft pre-market as we threaten to extend the S&P's three-day losing streak. Today, it's the airlines joining the chorus of companies warning on Q3, even as jobless claims fall to 310,000. That's a new post-COVID low. Our roadmap begins with those COVID headwinds. Delta, American, United, JetBlue, and Southwest all trimming their outlook due to the Delta surge. Plus, China clamps down on gaming again. And there's a Tencent, NetEase, and some other tech giants continue to be battered by this regulatory squeeze. And shares of GameStop tumbling despite a 25% increase in sales, while investors remain cautious about the company's turnaround potential. So let's dive into the airlines, I guess, Jim. I mean, the, the only bright spot is that in the case of Delta, at least, they do see bookings uh, recovering somewhat in the last 10 days. Well, it's funny because we all know, David's talked about this endlessly, that the business traveler doesn't seem to be coming back, and that's a Zoom situation. This is about leisure traveling, and it's clearly about, about the Delta variant. What really concerns me is, is that when you predict, of course, Phil Lebeau, unbelievable work today, that you're going to be down the next month and the next month, UAL, I mean, really kind of making a prediction about the fall, then you say to yourself, you know what? Uh, they've de-risked it. Uh, we've got to hope the Delta gets better. And maybe that's the reason why the stocks aren't reacting. But I've got, I, I don't have an investment thesis. Particularly about Southwest, which has been my favorite for a long time. Right. I don't have an investment thesis. Other than Southwest? No. For, for Southwest? Oh, you don't? No, because they have disappointed, disappointed. This yeah. is not the old Southwest. Um, although, to the, to the point you were just making, I mean, we start trading in a half hour, and, and clearly the stocks are not going to be beaten up. We kind of knew it. Right. Uh, and, I mean, there is an expectation that, that the Delta variant is going to subside. Uh, there are some things you could point to to be positive in terms of uh, hospitalizations having peaked in certain areas. Yeah. You look I, like you're—what are you doing now? Well, I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat skeptical, David. I don't want to—look, uh, I don't by any means want to express any sort of concern or worry. Is that an Under Armour but, mask? What is that yeah, mask? It's something that yeah. they— this is the latest and greatest. Right. But what, what concerns me is Beautiful. that it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's like gorgeous. You, you got the you got the 15, 150 count Briones uh, and the best mask in town. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I was at uh, Ulta in a beautiful store today across the street from Macy's. And I asked for the protocol. Do we wear a mask? Do we not? That reminds me of when you go on an airplane and is the person next to you wearing a mask? Now, airplanes, we should know. Note are safer than buildings, but that doesn't mean it doesn't get through to people. No, and I also think it's frankly that wherever you may be going, particularly if you're traveling in, traveling internationally, mm. uh, there's going to be difficulty on the ground if they even actually let you 
go there. Uh, it's unclear what will happen if you were to get COVID, how much you have to quarantine, what you have to quarantine if you don't. I mean, there's just a lot of different difficulties that potential travelers face. So they're just saying, why not wait? Right. And, and that may very well be what's going on domestically, yeah. perhaps different than internationally. But that's what when I say Southwest, I always say by Southwest, you don't have to worry about it's domestic largely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I flew uh, Emirates last week, uh, Milan, and the price of a first class ticket was the price of economy two years ago. And that just shows you you can't make money if you're doing that. I mean, that's where the, the money is up front. The money is the business travel up front. Well, business travel, Jim, I mean, we talked about it. I, I, it's unclear when it's coming back. We've had Gary Kelly join us when? so many different You're saying times. when? Yes. When, when, as in maybe one day, it will equate to what it was in 2019. How about three the, years, saying five saving years from now? money by but, not going back to the old. Well, that will, I mean, these behaviors are going to need to potentially be tested and then changed. And now when I talk about that, I'm saying the lack of travel, will it be seen as a positive or a negative over a long period of time? Will hybrid works be seen as a positive or a negative over a longer period of time as businesses judge sort of the new way their workforce is working and try to understand what the, what the positives and negatives are? But that's years, right. years away before I've, we even have any sense. I've been very impressed about the way Disney's handling things. Bob Chapek basically saying, look, Get vaccinated. We have guests. United Airlines is an issue, too. I like the idea of if I am a guest, I want the people who uh, are hosting me to be vaccinated. Uh, that's very much the way it is uh, in Europe. It's got to become that way here. Yeah. Uh, Delta did say uh, this morning that they see demand back to pre-variant levels in the next 30 days, which we know okay. when, when cases start to decline, they can decline rapidly. Uh, but it was something that uh, uh, Fed, uh, Kaplan of the Fed talked about in his downgrade of GDP for the year. Here's what he said. This research has been going on for the last number of weeks. It's having an impact, as we thought it might, uh, on travel, hospitality, uh, leisure sectors, um, and uh, as a result of what we're seeing, I think it's likely at the Dallas Fed, our, our, our previous forecast for U.S. GDP was approximately 6.5%. Uh, we will be uh, revising downward our, and are revising downward our third quarter GDP estimate so that our um, full year GDP growth estimate will be in the range of 6%. So, somewhat in line with uh, some of the major strategists uh, this year. By the way, still endorsing his taper uh, along right. with Bullard and Williams this week? Look, I, I think that when I listened to my old friend Lee Cooper this morning, he was very critical of the Fed, but then I think, well, what happens if Delta continues or a new variant? I mean, look, I, I'm watching closely the NFL, which starts tonight, and I, I, I think that one of the topics of the conversation will be Delta, uh, Tom Brady getting it. I mean, you, you don't Maybe it'll be talking about the players that have refused to get vaccinated. There is still a, de a debate in this country about allowing people to say, you know what, I have every right not to be vaccinated. And that's the case. Then Kaplan is right to take down numbers. And I think that uh, that Powell is going to be right, even as we do get, yes, raw spikes. And I know wage increases. I think that it's still uncertain as much as I just wish we have it within us to make it certain. And we're not doing it. We're not doing it because not enough people are still getting vaccinated. Exactly. I mean, but I, what about the vaccinated, which is now a majority of people? Right. Seventy five percent have had one. Certain, shouldn't they feel free to go about their lives? Shouldn't they be potentially expected to return to the office? Um, 
given the real risk, would seem to be at or lower than, let's say, the flu, getting well, the flu if you're there, vaccinated? We've got a very COVID. positive note about Regeneron this morning. It didn't even mention, uh, is it, I think it was Evidence Lab, David. Yeah, uh, it, it, didn't, was. it was. It didn't even mention that if you get this and you have the Regeneron drip, you're going to be better the next day, according to some people. 105 temperature down to 99 the next day. So there are, David's right. There are many reasons to be hopeful about Delta. But then I had, uh, you can flip this. I had Cleveland Cliffs on last night. Uh, it, it, and the CEO said, okay, look, here's the deal. We gave $1,500 to anybody who got vaccinated, and 75% got vaccinated. Well, a bear could say 25% turned down 1500 bucks. But, but there's going to be some percentage, potentially a lot more than we perhaps anticipated oh, a year ago that are simply not going to. But at some point, don't we need to just... I think by October, when the kids have gone to school, not an issue for my kids, but come back, everybody who is New York's, what, 85 percent? But the rest of the country, I think, is going to find find a way to be able to get vaccinated. And then we can be back to normal, maybe maybe by the holiday season. School's going to be key. J.P. Morgan yesterday said that uh, the weak jobs number may have been workers discouraged from taking jobs because they were worried about infection, but that it's going to be... Any shift away from in-person education is, again, going to threaten potential labor supply. Yes. Your kids aren't in class. You can't go to work. Right. And uh, there's, what, 5 million people we're talking in here? That's the word. That's some number of people who are afraid. Who are people who have stayed job. Well, people who who have have stayed home because they're afraid. Although... School is in person everywhere, but it may be a choice you're making not to send your child to school. Is that what you're saying? Secretary Mondo who's doing such a good job in commerce, has been saying that if you want to know how to alleviate a lot of the stress in the workforce, have kids go to school and don't have moms at home. Yes. Let them go back to work. So I am hopeful, again, that this J-Pal is going to be right even about that. I know I'm now on a camp of, of three. Uh, me, uh, Jay's wife, Lissa, I know, Lissa okay. Leonard, yes. and uh, Jay. And Jay. Just Back the three of you. This three. That's it. There's 330 million others in this country, but I don't regard their opinions as nearly as important as ours. No. Um, no? Although on the broader market, Jim, I did happen to watch Mad Money last evening. Oh, my God. I know. It was... was There's a first time I for everything. I literally ran out of things what, to you do. Got, what, you wanted to get her a jump on Jeopardy? No, I ran out of things. I was like, there's you nothing else to do. Let's see what's on CNBC. Well, that's it. What an endorsement. And uh, I ran out of things to do. I said, turn on Mad Money. And you were great. Uh, and great, it reminded good me of how good you. the show is oh, I love you. and how great your head writer is, your nephew. Well, my uh, only writer. Yes. Cliff <laughs> Mason, been with me since the start. But I when he was in high school, he was you, my head writer. You had a list of five things, and they weren't positive. They were, no, they were I, predictive of volatility and a tough September. Right. And what I said was volatility is code word on Wall Street for going down. And I do think that there's enough work. Look at that. Well, today is very good, a very good example. So you start with the negativity. The Dow, what has been dealt with? Becky was talking about Dow being down what for six out of seven days. Uh, I just think that there's enough. Brought, listen to what Koopman said about, say, natural gas. I mean, natural gas is five bucks. Right. That's a raw cost in this country that we can't handle, and it's it's getting worse because Europe's got much higher prices. So I mean, China's, China's going to release uh, reserves, oil reserves, Isn't for the first something? time. And I did say that China. I something you and I talk about, David. Yes. What Taiwan is in play. You talk about it. It is a. It is an existential fear of many people that. that it's that not just game gaming. It's right. Taiwan. 
Um, well, they're doing enough in China right now when it comes to just regulating companies and or creating, again, you brought this up, common prosperity. Twice yesterday. And what did I hear? Twice I heard maybe she is going to get pushback soon. Now, the military's with him or he's with the military. He's a pretty powerful fellow. But you, as you pointed out, common prosperity, the last time you really heard that a lot was... Yeah. Chairman Mao. Right? Chairman Mao. Yeah. He's the most powerful since Chairman Mao. Yeah. As I said, you hit that part in the show? Yeah. That was my nephew wrote that. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah. That is good. Um, but to David's point, I mean, we got the worries in Asia. We were nervous about ECB. We got Tencent, of course. And, and then we walk in here and futures are essentially flat. So you they, think that's fairly good support? Yeah. Four o'clock, the futures were down badly. And uh, I felt that it's going to be just still one more bad day. Uh, Europe was, like, UK was down 1.2%. But what we have in this country is, as we saw in the last three hours of yesterday, yeah. a dip is a buy. So we're still there. Now, what about these stocks, though? What about these Chinese stocks? Given we're just talking about Netties, Tencent, you see them all. What, what do you think? It's Billy? funny because this news was out yesterday, but then the uh, uh, much of it. But the, the stock started to suffer as the day went along. Early on, they were not. Well, Alibaba tried to rally last week, but I don't, I don't want to be there. You would not buy any Chinese equities, would you? Well, no, because I think that you've got a country that's become communist. Right. I mean, what are you going to buy um, stocks in communist sort of, Russia? I mean, they you just from Stalin? How was that market they going to Stalin? To put it, they said, here are the rules. And by the way, we're serious. <laughs> don't don't I know, the no, rules. It, it, I, I don't, I don't want to buy there. I think there's plenty of opportunities to lose money here. I don't need to go overseas. Well, Kathy Wood has obviously cut. Yes, FTPs. Lazary on Squawk today asked if he would own Chinese equities. Said not. maybe next year. Maybe by the end of the year. Well, maybe she's uh, when his term is up, except for I think his term, what, David? What's the period that it's endless? It's an endless term. Life. Yes. Life. Yes. Well, right. That's a long, you know, president for life is a there's a lot of presidents for life that I've seen over time. Very few of them actually got to where they had to go. It's true. But some live on for quite some long period of time. That's true. Octogenarians, nonagenarians. Sometimes I can remember a few of them. Right. Dictators. Yes. Some some life was cut well, short. Was Mabuto, I mean, he went on for a long oh, time. Oh, Mabuto. It, yeah. He had hyperinflation. It didn't even seem to matter. No, that nothing guy. stopped him. But Kathy Wood's note is, I mean, I, look, we know that she's turned on the group. But I, I do feel that when you're there, you're really kind of wild. You wake up in the morning and you don't know which minute. Boy, they got a lot of ministries there. Which ministry is attacking which. And Alibaba and Tencent have both pledged as much as $15 billion over the next number of years towards the goal of common prosperity. Yeah, does that come out of earnings? I would think it does. Well, or it might be otherwise used for growth opportunities. Yeah, I think that both uh, a very big tell China and GameStop. We are going to get to GameStop uh, as we look at some of the pre-market action, as well as Lulu and RH. Uh, Jim mentioned that call on Regeneron. Got some other calls on Cisco and Macy's today as futures are mixed. We're back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. GameStop's down sharply in the pre-market after posting that narrower quarterly loss. Still missed estimates. Revenue did top forecasts as sales grew more than 25 percent. But CEO Matt Furlong didn't take any questions from analysts on last night's conference call. And is that part of the concern today? Yeah, look, I, I set my evening schedule by how many calls I have to do. And there were so many last night at our age, which was fantastic. And you, you, look, I've Obviously, Lulu was great. So then I say, oh, my God, I got to start GameStop. And I'm at one end of the GW Bridge coming back from Englewood Cliffs. And I was finished it by the end of the other side of GW because there was nothing said. They talked about expanding capacity. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, someone could say it's upside surprise, but adding more uh, yeah, fulfillment for what? Now, David, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking. Ryan Cohen. Yes. Right. He made his bones at, uh, for selling dog food at Chewy, right? Chewy, Co-founder. yes. Yes. What do you think about this for GameStop? Okay. Cat food. I like it. I like it. I see some real synergy there. Right? I mean, if, he, if the man knew dog food, he can crush it in cat food. It's obvious to me. Right? It's obvious, yeah. So, maybe cat litter. Maybe cat games. Games for cats. Why not? Why not? Now, look, the people, I said that literally because I want people to attack me. I obviously am a masochist. But, you know, you've got to at some point or another say who you are and what you're going to do. Uh, or else it's very difficult to keep the balls in the air. Volume on the name, daily volume, is nowhere near where it was in, no. say, January, February, March. And that's been the case since mid-June. I know. This is uh, might, might be a one where there is no... Exit. It, 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 we close, so to speak, David, an existential yep. French novel. I don't know if you put that in your repertoire. I don't. I didn't. Uh, I don't. Very good. I very won't. good. Uh, but I do say I want to distinguish this between AMC. Adam Aaron is a magician. The numbers for the weekend were better than 2019. And what we have to start talking about, Carl, is who is besting 2019? I met Ulta today. They're besting 2019. Uh, obviously, our H besting 2019. 40% up from 2019, right? right? right. Top line, 40% at, at So if, R- you're, R- if you're beating 2019, yeah. then you R- are but, in but, hologram. But, but, you know, uh, AMC's value, though, where it is right now, he's got a lot of time to be able to make it up. He does. By the way, GameStop also still has a lot of cash. What do they got? Well, $1.78 billion in cash. They, they raised, raised a fortune. Yeah, they raised a lot of share money ATM. Unclear how you create a growth company from a company that isn't growing. But, he, well, isn't isn't growing very. I mean, but, year but, you over know, year it looks okay, but remember where we were a year ago. It was up a thousand percent. What do you think about the idea that maybe this whole revolution now that everyone's writing books about GameStop yeah. is done? Really, the memification of things is going to. I end? don't know. They, they're no. picking stocks that you they can see are. them in the ticker underneath. You totally. You know, you companies that get, make lightning bugs in a bottle. Things you know? get memified every day. Yeah. Little thing. I mean, small companies probably not worth mentioning. Billion dollar market cap. Well, that's cap, the problem. We I want to talk them. about them, but they, they're like them roll 80, by. 80 million. Yeah. 
not like what you talk about with SPACs, which all anyone's buzzing about, Carl, is the idea of the vote in favor and then redeem. David, you and I think Gary Gensler from the SEC, the man often lambasted by Coinbase, uh, are focused on this. We, We are. Well, I know I am. I don't know about Mr. Gensler, but I would assume he may be. Yeah. We're going to talk about what, Mark, say, Mark Cuban had to say about uh, Coinbase Gensler. And we're going to talk. Yeah, I know you said buy AMC on this new trailer for Matrix Resurrections. Yes! Which just came out a few moments ago. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell on this Thursday. And that opening bell in about nine minutes. Don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, time now for uh, Mad Dash. Of course, we're counting down to an opening bell less than seven minutes from now. You know, it's funny. You featured Boston Beer a couple of weeks ago. So get the was, heck out of it. It was an analyst downgrade or it was something yes. not positive. Uh, and, the chart li- literally showed And uh, look what happened. Well, David, uh, one of the great pieces that I've read in a long time is an RBC note. And it says, truly a disaster. Now, that's a double entendre because truly is their hard seltzer. David, this category uh, basically has hit a wall. Now, it's not to say that people aren't drinking it. I'm saying that the case projections were so wrong because they didn't see this coming. It off by 30 million uh, even since July. Uh, it's a major slowdown. There's too many companies in it. Uh, there is still love for hard seltzer, but there's no love for Boston beer because they withdrew guidance. I always find that to be an incredibly negative. Now, story. a lot of the company's growth had been based on what was incredible growth in this category, right? Well, and they, they were, the, were the leader. Yes. White um, Claw in this. Right. And I've got to tell you, I don't think that it's going to stop here. There are many uh, analysts that were looking for uh, $1,000 price targets, but it's obviously not going to do that. I, you know, sometimes you get these fads. Remember Bartles and James? And we got, what happens is you get something that just goes away versus Lululemon which a lot of people felt was a fad, uh, and we're shorted, and it did quite well. So let's say Cyanar to the growth of the category. It's going to be here. Bud moved into a Constellation moved into it, but it well, doesn't it is, have... Right? Competition. Yeah, yes, significant com- competition. Good lesson for people at home that just because something's really hot doesn't mean it's staying power. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on shares of Boston Beer, as you see. Looks Truly like a disaster. it will open down perhaps as much as uh, 9%. Speaking of opens, of course, we got one coming up for you. And by the way, just in case you forgot, you can catch us anytime, anywhere, and listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street Opening Bell podcast. Making our way through some of the corporate results. Lulu is one of them from last night as 165 uh, beats 119. Already we've got a price target increase over at Cowan as they go to 520. Jim? Yeah, uh, this was one of those quarters. You always look for these companies that do a quarter that you expected would happen, say, in 2023. It was that spectacular. Uh, there is no slowdown in this category. If anything, there is an acceleration. David... You know, Lulu is one of those companies that we thought was a pandemic play. And when the pandemic kind of wound down a little, people would stop wearing it. 
but we didn't go back to the office, and Lulu has become a, a kind of the standard of what people wear. By the way, I know people who wear uh, those uh, slacks. To the office. Yeah, the ABC. Yeah, the ABC. Look, this is one of those, it's kind of difficult to talk about. The first page of what they talked about was bras. And I said, do I mention bras or is that sexist? But they talked about that's their category of innovation is bras. And I think that's fabulous. David, there hasn't been a new innovation in bras, I don't know how many years. A long time. Long time. I understand, yes. Long time. Yes. It's probably not a coincidence that Peloton today announcing their own private label apparel brand. Well, Peloton Apparel. I think that Peloton is a forward-thinking company. Let's put it that way. Foley. I bumped into Foley when I was up in Newport. Uh, and he was, uh, you know, irrepressible. That's who he is. Irrepressible. But when you look at Lou, even this mirror acquisition, I think is starting to come to the fore. I thought one of the most compelling things about that quarter, they're paying people $70 an hour. Wealth, you know, wealth and health. Wealth and health. That's something that Ulta talked about, is that wealth and beauty. I mean, these are categories, well, for Ulta, it's beauty and health. For, for when I think about Lulu, it's wealth and health, meaning that if you can afford their stuff, yep. you're uh, doing pretty well. That's true. There is the opening bell at CNBC Real-Time Exchange as well of the big board and cybersecurity company IronNet celebrating a recent listing via SPAC at the NASDAQ fuel cell truck startup Aizen Motors celebrating its listing via SPAC. I think as we're getting even more uh, headlines this morning, Jim, about extensions of shutdowns on production lines in the auto industry. Yeah, I mean, I think that the semiconductor chips, again, there's not a lot of uh, profit made in the chips that they need. Interesting, by the way, that Ford shut down India, where they'd lost a couple of billion, now they're two billion. Now they're still going to do business in India, but the manufacturing is being wound down. Right. It's being hit on that, which is stupid as plywood, because Ford, Farley's committed to only making cars and trucks where you can make money. Yep. I think that's important, but then again, people just say, oh, the semi-shortage. And it's real. Semi-shortage is real. David, when we see these facts... You know, here's one today. Everyone's all excited. About. Ironnet, we actually have had on a number of times, right. and it had a very high redemption rate and started life with a lot less people, cash please, than it what anticipated. That means. But still says that it's going to be fine. Redemption Although today, rate. Uh, uh, the only one I saw was Osprey, and that was actually came in low. Only had like 55 percent of the holders redeemed. Well, you know, the key one of the key provisions of a SPAC is that you uh, buy in at roughly 10 bucks a share. Sometimes it's a few, and right. then you can redeem at usually right around 10. Sometimes it's a little over 10, 10. You get your money back. Um, you can also vote in favor of the deal even when you do get your money back, which makes for deals where we are seeing them approved. In other words, you're approving the target uh, uh, and the deal closes. But what is happening is these redemption rates are so high. And let, that's the key here. See that? That's post-back. That's after you announce a deal. Uh, and after your deal's done, that's the problem. These things aren't going up anymore. No. And so many of these shareholders say, I don't want to be around after the deal closes because gonna, it's going to be worth less than 10 bucks. So they redeem, they get their $10, uh, and what it has the effect of doing, of course, is leaving a lot less cash for the company than they had anticipated when they drew the deal up. Why are Yesterday we had one that was 90-plus percent. Many have been a 90-plus percent redemption rate, Jim leaving far less cash. And in yesterday's case, I think I was talking about the pipe holders who come in at 10 bucks a share said, no, thank you. And they wouldn't 
buy. They wouldn't provide the funding they said they were going to. They're getting sued in the case yesterday. Here's the SPAC 50. This is the only one that's actually, these are ones that haven't announced the deal at all. That's still trading above 10, but the trend is clear and it's creating real problems. You're violating minimum cash requirements. You need the companies to say that's okay. And then when I get back to it, it just doesn't allow them to potentially execute on the business plan as they as they foresaw it previously, based on the number amount of cash they actually have, and they might have to do dilutive equity offerings. What are the things That's that, this back story right now. One of the things I would really want to address with uh, the SEC chairman, if we ever get a chance, is the projections that were made. Yeah. Uh, when 2027 numbers, they can't be mad if the redemptions, if there's no, so little money left. so little money to spend on potential growth initiatives, you'd think that their, that their projections would be also in jeopardy. And it gets back to the incentives of the sponsor, which I've talked about many times. The sponsor most likely should be renegotiating deal prices down. They should probably be maybe even saying no, but they're not doing that because no. they are incented because they make money even when the SPAC price falls well below 10, unlike people who are largely redeeming in most cases these things. Uh, Carl, there's a lot of people uh, who are questioning whether crypto is real or not. Now, I happen to think it is real, and I think that as more countries adopt it, they're just going to find more reasons to own it. MasterCard today acquired a company that enhances crypto capabilities. But when I look at the SPACs, they're treated so seriously. And everyone's so initially so excited about them. But the losses have been horrendous. And versus the S&P, versus the Dow. I mean, if you had just bought, I don't know, just Procter & Gamble, basically solid company, a dividend risk bet. Right. It, it, it's boring. But that, is it better no, our, than a our, flying car? Our indexes give you a great right. sense, and that last one in particular. The, you know, the, the index is now down for the year, but it was up dramatically. Look where you were back in that February-March time period uh, versus where you are now. And that, that says a lot, Carl. Chris, yep. Uh, we are getting some uh, breaking news out of Washington regarding uh, vaccines and mandates. Eamon Javers has that for us. Hi, Eamon. Hi, Carl. Well, NBC News has learned that President Biden is going to be signing an executive order mandating vaccinations for all federal employees and for millions of contractors who work for the federal government. The president had previously mandated this earlier in the summer, uh, but there were some loopholes there for employees who did not get vaccinated to have a, a regular testing process that they would undergo. Now, this is going to be mandatory for all federal employees and for all those contractors. And you can think about all the different federal agencies that employ thousands and thousands of contractors. This is a large group of people. Not clear exactly what the unvaccinated rate is among uh, federal workers, but this is Biden's effort now to make a dent in the broader unvaccinated population inside the United States. And it comes at a time when he's really trying to get his arms around the Delta variant and, and trying to move those numbers south and get the economy uh, back on track again. So watch for that executive order. We don't have exact timing yet of when that will be signed, but uh, the White House signaling now that President Biden is going to be doing that sometime soon. Carl, back over to you. Uh, Amen. we began the hour talking about the airlines and why it's so important to get that under control. Uh, thank you. By the way, you see Moderna up 3 uh, percent. Investor presentation announcing a vaccine program that would develop a single dose uh, that will combine a booster for COVID along with a vaccine for the flu. Boy, is that. Hmm. Wow. It's supposed to be a very difficult flu season. Yes. Uh, that is something that this company continues to surprise. Uh, Ban cells, obviously, let's put them in the genius category. I'm talking about let's just accept the fact this is revolutionizing 
uh, vaccines. We never thought this could happen. No. Well, there's a reason why it's market values ahead of that of uh, Glaxo, well ahead of that of Bristol-Myers, and very close to the size of Merck. Well, there's a reason. Glaxo was king of the uh, vaccines. Uh, please, anyone who has not taken the Shingrix, please go take it. I'm going to do it, I think, this weekend, Friday. I'm going to do, do it. it. Uh, uh, yeah, it hurts for 10 Too minutes, many people in our age group now. Too getting, many. Getting, and getting, too painful. Yeah. I, yeah. I heard, by the way, a, a, a student, a younger student guy that I got uh, got it. Shingles. This is a terrible disease. So just be aware that that was Glaxo. That's something they were the king of. They punted on developing a first line vaccine for COVID, not not Moderna. I wish I, you know, that's such a great thing. I hope that the president says, listen, we're going to offer this Moderna. You got one shot, you're in. J&J have one shot. People have been... Yeah, well, let's not forget, as I said earlier, the flu can hospitalize a lot of people in a given year uh, if it's a bad year in particular, and, and it very... Well, I think some people, obviously, it's true that flu kills more people at this point than COVID. Yeah. Um, guys, I, I don't usually look at, uh, at research, as you know, or, you know, not much, but I did notice one in, strangely, the insurance industry, but it's a name that we followed some time back when Chubb made a run at it, a brief run before it was Heisman, talking about Hartford uh, Insurance. Remember that, Jim? Um, sure, and expensive This morning, uh, Credit Suisse, and this is a well-regarded analyst, uh, Kligerman, uh, comes out with a note. Uh, and what caught my eye was the final bullet, and I just want to share it with people because we'll see. But uh, he said, we think highly of CEO Chris Swift, who we've known for many years, and his team. But lagging multiples could attract interest from, uh, and we can take a look at this, look at activist that. investors, uh, as there does not appear to be an operational reason for the lag. We see two potential paths that activists could pursue. Guys, we had it. To generate uh, 50% plus potential returns, including, thank you, a whole company sale. Uh, and uh, per private equity expert, they say, divesting of gems. I didn't know they had a group's benefits business that could get a warrant, a 20 plus multiple. They also own some mutual funds. So, um, Interesting note that I thought was worth at least mentioning. I did notice as well Hartford was up about 2%. I think the company is much better run under this gentleman. I think that the stock has been sensational. I find that it's a little disappointing when people criticize the CEO who has created so much value. There's so many CEOs, but not. Right. Why are they after this gentleman who's doing know, many but things? But you do right. wonder whether, you know, would there really be a path for an activist here to potentially push for some things? And of course, you do have the idea that Chubb was interested once. Would they be again? If they were actually in a sale mode, would travelers be interested? Would there be interest perhaps from some foreign insurers uh, from Switzerland oh, or even Japan? Who knows? And there's certainly any number of shareholders who want that to be the case. Very much unclear whether it will be, but you don't typically see an analyst certainly. One no. well-regarded come out and sort of call for, or at least bring up the idea of activism. Yeah. Now I'll make the point that Evan Greenberg, who runs Chubb, is the best, I think, in the industry. Uh, obviously, the lost Mr. Fisherman and Travelers was yes. still, he was the titan in the business. But uh, Evan Greenberg, if he comes back, I don't see any indication that he will. But he's done remarkable work with Chubb, which a lot of people felt was a country club. Uh, they're my insurer, full disclosure. And I always thought, as, when he comes on the show... He talks about my wife's uh, housing portfolio. Frightening. Frightening. Trying to get her streamlined. Well, all she just houses, can't, ref- she can't help herself. All those houses, you're right on his desk, yeah. You're like, you gotta use Chubb. You're like, yeah, you're customer number one. <laughs> he is saying that my pile's in the upper left-hand corner of his desk. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of uh, research and multiple gaps, that's one reason why Morgan Stanley actually downgrades Cisco today, oh. Jim, because they say the traditional gap has largely closed. Um, Achieving uh, their bull case would require a, a stronger software growth trajectory. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those valuation calls that I really dislike. Chuck Robbins doing a terrific job there. People coming back to work. There's campus. There's uh, very good uh, acquisitions the last few years. I don't think it'll hurt the stock. It's got a good yield, got a great balance sheet. Uh, he is a Falcon fan, so they're going to get a beat down at the, in the hands of the Eagles this weekend. That's really the only fly in the ointment for this man. What? The Eagles going to be any good? Surprising. Howie Rosen's put together quite a team. Nick Sirianni, the coach, everybody's done a, uh, gotten a buy-in. Ertz has come back. I expect very good things. Interesting. Is that why Nike's leading the Dow? No. Along with a couple oh. of reiterations <laughs> today. Oh, my. Nike, people are evidence lab once again. I know, David, you said something like you're not that fond of, of research. The evidence lab is proving to be every bit as, as good as, say, the uh, criminal minds, really? Yeah, yeah CSI kind of level. CSI kind of level analysis. It's got that level of rigor, does it? I yeah. thought the Nike report was very good. It says there are no real supply chain problems. But are they solving any crimes? You know, are they really doing that? No, not yet. But they're not Dexter either. I mean, no. let's just get that straight. They do have their stamp. They have their evidence lens. Yeah. Evidence lab stamp. And you didn't even talk what about a great branding even, that was. We talk about it all the time. But you didn't even talk about the passing of one of the greatest actors in our lifetime. Michael Williams, Omar. Oh, Michael uh, yeah, Unbelievably I sad. I think we have to mention. Front of the New York Times. Yeah. Why not? And this was a great man who did a lot of fantastic acting. And uh, I just feel like I know that that's, there's so many different things to mention on our show. But yep. to, to not no. mention his passing. I always said that show is one of the greatest actors of all time. Show, I think the greatest show. And Omar. Shakespeare. The best David customer. Simon. Yeah. Man, remember, and, Omar. Uh, man got to have a code. Well, remember that President Obama said that Omar was his favorite character. Mm. I, I look, I know that I don't want to take more time, but to know his passing is worth it as his body of work. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, got some moderate gains here to start uh, the morning, even though futures did look a little weak earlier on. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, we started on the downside. We've now switched to the upside here. Tech has been strong. China's getting clobbered again, folks, but that's not what's moving the markets. It's tech holding up. Take a look at the sectors right now. A little bit of weakness in some of the cyclical groups. Uh, energy, industrials were down, uh, now flip positive. But tech keeps holding up and communication services, which is essentially a technology sector at this point. And that's really the key to the markets uh, right now. So the problem the market's having, and there's a little bit of anxiety below the surface, is that there's not a lot of visibility. Visibility right now. We have a, a lack of visibility on two fronts. The, on the impact of the Delta variant on various parts of the economy, particularly the travel area, and on the costs uh, associated well, with uh, the inflation we've been seeing, particularly on commodity costs and, and labor costs. This is causing a little bit of anxiety. You've seen some recent warnings we've been telling you about this week. For example, some of the airlines where we saw uh, trimmed outlooks. Uh, Pulte Group talked of had terrific demand. Uh, in the home building sector, but they're talking about materials and labor shortages and having a little bit of a problem delivering product because of that. Same with Sherwin-Williams and PPG, these big coding companies talking about material shortages and higher costs. What's, what's this all mean? If you look carefully, these are industrials and materials and travel stocks. So it's very clear there are some pieces of the economy that are decelerating a little bit. It's small parts of the stock universe. Look at the S&P 500. In, in terms of where it is from 52-week highs, go back to that prior full screen, and I'll show you what's going on. And essentially, materials and industrials are just barely off of their 52-week highs. Go back to that prior full screen. 5% and 3%. That's not a lot. 
in terms of where they are from their 52-week highs. The other thing that we want to note is the sectors that are growth, healthcare, technology, communication services, folks, they're at 52-week highs. They're at their new highs. And that's why the market keeps holding up. If you look at the contribution in terms of earnings to these uh, that these three sectors make, that's what matters. They're most of the earnings of the S&P 500. Technology is 22% of the $50 that the S&P is going to have in, in earnings this, this quarter. Communication services are 10 and healthcare is 17. Put these three together, 50% of the earnings for the S&P 500 are in three sectors. They're the growth sectors, and that's why the market keeps holding up. The other sectors that are having some problems, like industrials and materials, uh, some, some issues, they're also there, but they're a much smaller part of the contribution of the overall earnings picture. And I keep emphasizing, as long as tech, communication services, healthcare keeps holding up, you're going to have a fairly strong S&P 500. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't damage. I know. I see individual stocks all the time. I see people messaging me saying, Bob, look at this. Look what's going on with some of these big names. Boeing's 20% off of its highs. Halliburton, some of the big oil names are 20% off of their highs. Uh, Even big names that you don't think, like Caterpillar, are 16 percent. There is some damage underneath. What I see here, Carl, though, is most of these stocks topped out in May or June. This did not happen this week. All of a sudden, we had this gigantic plunge. It's been a slow downward move and mostly sideways for a while now. But the anticipation that there would be a bit of a slowdown later in the overall economy in the U.S., well, that game started playing out a couple of months ago. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Bob Bassani. Still to come this morning, uh, Tech Check is going to have a blockbuster show today. We've got the CEOs of Microsoft, what? LinkedIn, Verizon, and Logitech, along with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. It's coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Wow. As we go to break, time for the bond report. Check on on Treasuries this morning. Awful lot of Fed speak today. Currently yields uh, around the 10-year, about 133. Over in Europe, the ECB did announce it will dial back its pandemic bond purchase stimulus to what it called a moderately lower pace. Dow's up 60. We'll be right back. All right, this last one might be tough. Nah, he loves you. Barbara's getting up the dentist. This guy. First, even if you wanted to come back, we wouldn't take you. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah we, we would. would. You're right, we would. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome. Tom Brady in an ad for crypto exchange FTX. The ad also features his wife, Giselle, uh, slated to air tonight during the Bucks cowboys broadcast, which, of course, marks the kickoff of the regular season. You can watch the game on your local NBC station and on Peacock. Whether it's Brady Jim, Steph Curry, we're going to hear a lot about Bitcoin this season. Yeah, look, I, I think that you got to focus on this MasterCard announcement because... MasterCard is truly uh, what we've been waiting for, waiting for Visa. MasterCard Visa's got some things, but they made this acquisition, CypherTrace. Why? Because they want to have uh, intelligence and insight on 900 cryptocurrencies. So I think that you're going to need clearinghouses like MasterCard and Visa. Now, Starbucks, by the way, we didn't even talk about that. Starbucks very forward. They're ready. El Salvador, take, Salvador. take Bitcoin. Stock, stock was up two bucks yesterday on this. Howard right. Schultz is adamant that it should be throughout the organization. Now, obviously, KJ, Kevin Johnson runs it. Yeah, Howard Schultz is not no, but, oh, he's in charge. Well, all he does is be able to buy a cup of coffee. I mean, no, he's... No. 
I guess the spiritually it still matters. No, it's Kevin Johnson's yeah. company, but I yes. do think that the notion that Starbucks has endorsed this has moved this stock up rather dramatically. Now, we may think that that's fanciful, even alchemy, but crypto is here to stay. And uh, when you see companies like MasterCard saying, you know what, we have to accept it, we got to start thinking, not accept it in terms of like, got to Ethereum it. I am a big believer in Ethereum. Huge. You are. Yes, I am. Still, Cooperman this morning says still doesn't get it. Well, you know, some people don't get the fact that the dollar's worth something. Uh, yeah, a lot of things I don't get. <laughs> but our audience knows that already. Uh, David, this the self-deprecation it doesn't work. Deprecate. Yeah, you know, yeah, stop it with the self-deprecation. No, we see right annoying. through it. <laughs> I mean, I find it annoying. I really don't get crypto, though. Well, <laughs> do you have to get it in order to make money with it? I mean, I just don't, like, one way or the other. I, I, Remember, I caught clearly, that. I, I mean, you can see that it's real, and it's here, and it's not going away. I bought that place in Pennsylvania with Bitcoin. Struggling, I know. Why I don't, don't you join me? Join you in what? In embracing alchemy. I'm not saying it's not a very important thing. I'm just saying I'm still working on trying to fully understand it. Well, by that point, David, it's a sale. Tell me when you believe. <laughs> uh, in the next hour, well, a lot more on the NFL's new season with uh, football super agent Drew Rosenhaus. Don't go anywhere. It's time for Jim and stop trading. Look, I think Cowan is very good at retail, about Oliver Chen, and he says that Macy's is time to buy. Digital-centric loyalty program. I think Jeff Kinnett's done a great job, but it's arguably up 87%, so maybe people easily. Yeah, they go from 23 to 27. It's not a dramatic change in the price target itself. Uh, Jeff has quietly built a very good balance sheet and a terrific rebuild of franchise. I, I applaud him. I think he's a sensational guy, by the way. Truly a good a merchant is doing a lot of good things. How about tonight? All right. This is right in David's wheelhouse. I've got Ulta. I've got Affirm. I've got UiPath, and I've got CrowdStrike. Wow. There you go. Look at that. Because it's time. Max, by the way, I remember, reports tonight, but he did do that deal with Amazon. I have been a believer, Max, from uh, time immemorial. Now, George Kurtz, by the way, attacking Microsoft. You should check on that. He's going to attack Microsoft tonight, saying that they are a big problem when it comes to cybersecurity. On his call. Three times. Interesting. So, Sadia is such a great man, but George don't care. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about some of the uh, what Microsoft's been up to. That's a good show. We'll see you tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, Mad Money at 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.